So today I'm going to do things a little bit differently. Last night, Game of Thrones debuted its fourth fourth episode of its eighth season. I'm not going to talk about that episode. I'm going to talk about The Long Night, episode three. Okay, so that episode was an atrocity. It was abs- it was absolutely terrible. Just from I I I try not to nitpick it, but I mean the the problems in it were just so so clearly there, so flagrant, just so obvious. I I I I couldn't believe it. I I mean I had no idea what to say. Okay. So here here's what I'm gonna start with. You know, if you haven't seen it by now, too bad. Too bad. So we have so I'm gonna start with this. The battle plans. The battle plans. You 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 can't make this stuff up. I mean if I if it were me, I would want to know who wrote who wrote who wrote this up. Who created these formations that the living had? I mean, they couldn't have, they could not have been more stupid. You can't get any more stupid than these individuals. All right. So he, so here's what they did. They put their armies outside of the wall and in front of the trenches. That was, that was just the first, that was the first mistake. I mean, just brutal mistake. You, you, I I just don't understand it. The trenches should have been in front of everything. Everything. There literally should have been nothing in front of the trenches. But the trenches were literally the last line of defense. That's not how you do things. I'm going to, I'm going to get to that in a minute. Also, the castle should have been filmed to the brim with soldiers like in Lord of the Rings Battle of Helm's Deep. If you remember that battle, literally soldiers were, it almost seemed like they were on top of each other. That's how it's supposed to be. The castle is your first line of defense. Or not your first line of defense, but it's your most powerful, powerful line of defense. Because you have height, you have thickness of the walls, you have all of that. You're supposed, you should have had as many soldiers possible within, 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 within the walls of the castle. There were room, there was room for multiple archers. Multiple. And also, you have people inside, on, like, on the ground level of Winterfell. You don't have them outside. I mean, th- this stuff was just, it was so painfully stupid. I, I I have no idea what to say. You just and also here's what you don't do. You don't take your troops and put them in front of the castle. That's not what you do. You take your you take your troops and you put them you take the remaining troops that are not once once the once the castle is at full capacity you take your troops and you put them on the sides of the castle and behind. This forces your enemy to have to come all the way up and engage around the castle as long as possible. And then those within the castle rain, rain, 
down arrows upon him. That's what you do. You don't put everything in front of the castle. I mean, it, it, it was too, it was too stupid to even, and I'm thinking, here's what I'm thinking. These people were out here for 55 nights. 55 nights. I want to say it was like 55. You're telling me that on like night, before night one, there already had to be plans of the formation being drawn up because they just had to film the action scenes. So not one of them thought, not one, not one of the writers thought or whoever was in charge of the actual tactics within the show to actually have it make sense. I mean, it, w- it was so stupid. I mean, you could have drawn up better battle plans. And I don't even know what you look like. Unless you're a pinhead and have at least half a brain, I think you could do better than this. Alright. So so he- here's what else is stupid. Okay. So, the Dothraki march and... They, they travel a hundred yards to the White Walkers. That's not how the, that's not what the cavalry is supposed to do. The cavalry, here's what the cavalry is meant to do. This is just a little bit of a history lesson. When the cavalry was sent into battle, they were followed behind the infantry immediately. The point of the infantry is it wasn't just to stand there and wait for the results. They go in behind the cavalry when the cavalry breaks through. The point of the cavalry was to break through enemy lines and shock the enemy. But see, here's the problem with that plan. These are zombies. These are mindless, senseless, walking bags of meat. You can't shock them. And there's literally thousands of them. You're not, you're not going to, you're not going to do this. It, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Also, you might not you might not know this part, but trebuchets wouldn't be used in the battle. So you, those things you see launching fire, those aren't catapults. Catapults were different. There are trebuch- trebuchets and there are catapults. Trebuchets are much stronger and more powerful than catapults. Because catapults, what you what you see in media when they throw things at a castle, though whatever is in a catapult is not nearly strong enough to break the walls of a castle. So they use trebuchets. And also trebuchets are used to to go to send projectiles towards something that can't move. So you send those at a castle. You you aim those at a castle. You don't aim those at units on the ground. You don't aim them at people just standing there. That's not how it works because people in battle, like any, like any battle during the history of ever, when you have a mobile unit and things happen and fighting actually begins, people don't just stand in one place. They move around. So you can't launch things at the army. That was, that was, that's not real. And these trebuchets, they're meant, you launch those at like castles. But here's the thing. The White Walkers don't have castles. It's literally just, they're, they're, as I said before, they're just 
sleepless, they're mindless, senseless walking bags of meat with no armor, no weapons, no nothing. I mean, the tactics could have saved so many lives. So many lives. It, it was, it was just an absolute abomination. And the Dothraki, they literally just, it was, it was a suicide mission from the beginning. It was, it was a suicide mission. They had, they didn't have a shot because you are sitting there, you're running towards, you're running towards, and here's the other thing. The cavalry should never be that far ahead of the infantry because now they have cut themselves off from their support. If you, if you see, if you saw the episode, the Dothraki, they're going, they're traveling a hundred, like they're traveling like a hundred yards. That's way too far because now you don't have any help. Just, just stupidity. Just absolute stupidity. You can't, I mean, also, for the trebuchets or the catapults, you put those behind the infantry so they can be protected. You don't put them, you don't put them in front of everyone, because now they can't be defended. I mean, they were, those things were literally useless in the battle. They were literally useless in the battle. Game of Thrones, I can't imagine how much money they actually burned through in that episode. But it was, it was, it was absolutely disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. The hordes, the hordes of the White Walkers just, they literally just marched their way right through. The trebuchets did nothing. They did absolutely, they did absolutely nothing. And also, you don't, see, I'm, I'm switching between scenarios because there was the idiocy and then there was, based off the idiocy, what they should have done and then there was actual what you're supposed to do in medieval battle tactics if you have the trebuchets out there even though you shouldn't actually be using them because they're mobile you sent you launch those first you don't send the cavalry because you're not trying to hit your own you don't do that you use the trebuchets you soften the enemy then you send the cavalry along with the infantry a little bit behind him. It's just, it's just outland. It, it's out, it's outrageous. The, the, the show, the show is, the show is, it's really, you know, it's hard because they don't have the books, but I like this because it shows the talent that they actually have on the show for the writers and the showrunners. Nothing. Just, just no skill. No skill. Because now that now that they're out of books, because all you had to do before was just look at the books and say, okay, what do we do here? Open the book. Oh, here's what we do. Now that the book now the book isn't there. So what do they have to do? Oh, they actually have to use their brain. They have to use their brain and they have to see, okay, well, what should we do here? I mean, it's just just absolute just absolutely stupid. And also, here's here's how here's how this works. They sent the cavalry just to join the army. Because the part of the part of the goal of the cavalry was to get them to retreat. They're zombies. They don't retreat. They don't understand. They they they're mindless. Like you have to understand that. So they're not gonna retreat. 
So you're literally sending the Dothraki to their deaths just to die and to join the just to join the army of the dead. It's 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 unbelievably idiotic. Just unbelievably idiotic. And and he and here and he, what what are John and Daenerys doing standing on the cliff watching this massacre? I mean, they, I mean, they literally sent the, they sent the Dothraki to their death. And they're just watching this. They're just watching it. It's just, it's just so, it's just so disgusting. And the, the, the battle is just terribly unrealistic. I mean, only a few of the main characters die, even though all of the main characters are in mortal danger throughout the battle. So to me, there are only two characters, two important characters that die within the story, within, within the battle. And I mean, I mean like POV characters, like people that actually, you know, they matter to the story. And that would be, <laughs> that would be the Night King and Jorah. The, the other ones who die, so here are the here are the deaths of the important ones in quotes: Jorah, Theon, Beric, Melisandre, Lyanna Mormont, and the Night King. Here are the characters who live: John, Sansa, Arya, Daenerys, Tyrion, Varys, Bran, the Hound, Podrick, Gendry, Bran. I already said Bran. Brienne, Jaime, Ser Davos. Sam, Little Sam, Gilly, Grey Worm, Tormund, Missandei, Drogon, Ray, Gol, and Ghost. That's, I mean, you, you can't get any more unrealistic than this. These odds are absolutely astronomical. They're, 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 they're insurmountable. And, and, and here's the thing. Tyrion, Varys, Bran, no, not Bran, Gilly, and Sansa, they're all in the crypts. You know what the crypts are for? They're for holding the dead. And so here's just how brilliant it is. If you're going to be in a crypt and you're fighting an enemy that has the ability to raise the dead, wouldn't you do something to the bodies? I mean, burn them, move them, if, if you, even if you just want to be respectful. You would move them. Just, just, just no brains here. Just no brains. I mean, you could, you could remove them or you could set them on fire or you could do something. But no, 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 no. They just stand there and the people are shocked. The people are absolutely stunned. Just, just brainless. Brainless. Okay. And here's my biggest issue. You know, my roommate got me hooked onto this show. He really did. It, it was, not, well, I wouldn't say hooked because I'm not really that invested into it, but it, this was huge for the culture. I mean, Game of Thrones, when, when it comes time to talk about the 2010s and all that, we're going to be talking about Game of Thrones and how, how much it affected society and just media. But this show was pretty, this show was kind of interesting to me. I think it's overrated, but it's interesting. But John, his whole his whole character arc was concerning the night walkers and the night king the white walkers and the night king just 
but he in the battle if you if you watch it he does practically nothing he contributes squat he doesn't contribute anything pretty much here's here's the summary of John for the battle he's on top of the cliff with Daenerys watching the Dothraki get massacred they go on the dragon they fly it they get caught in like a a, a blizzard they fl- he flies around chases the night king um runs around and then he screams at a dragon that's probably how i would describe him john john is all about the white walkers he's all he's all about the the great war that 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 was his whole point that's what we've been leading up to for 9 years and this man did nothing when it when it actually come when it comes time for it it's 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 outrageous John's his entire story is about is ending the army of the dead it's not about the iron throne which he said he does not want multiple times he doesn't love is not his number one priority right now it's not about it's not about any of that the purpose of his existence is to defeat the White Walkers and take on the Night King. Now, I'm not necessarily asking for a one-on-one. But I mean, come on, man. He just, the most he did, he, he fought, he fought others. He fought some White Walkers, but they were, you know, they were nobodies. Just, just disgraceful. And you have, you have Daenerys. Daenerys, I, I don't know. She, just, just pathetic. So here's, here's, here's what I found hilarious. She was able to wield and successfully use a sword against a horde of white walkers coming at her. But normal soldiers who have trained for their entire, for pretty much their entire lives die. She was literally surrounded by white walkers. Her and Jorah and Daenerys lives. You, you, I mean, this stuff can't get any more stupid. It, it can't be any more nonsensical. I mean, I just wanted, I just, if I could be a fly on the wall in the, in the writer's room when they wrote this stuff. I mean, it was, it was just plain stupid. I mean, it was, it was just absolutely terrible. And then Jorah, Jorah like teleports in case you guys didn't realize it. He was in Winterfell, and then he gets to Daenerys the last minute, going through a fresh army of White Walkers that have just been raised by the Night King. And it, it didn't take him that long. It's like, okay, how? But it, it just, it's out, it's outrageous. It's, it's unbelievable. Okay. And Arya Stark. You know, I, I, she, she tries hard. She's a tomboy. But I, I think it's also hilarious. The actress Maisie Williams. I think it's Maisie. She is 5'1". If you saw this episode, there was a scene where she's doing some cool combat. The choreography was pretty great. Now let me say this. In terms of the way everything looked... 
the episode was amazing. I mean, just impeccable, just absolutely impeccable in terms of in terms of cinematography and all of that. But Arya Stark in the in the in the show is five one. There's a scene where she gets knocked against a wall, a, a stone wall, mind you, which would knock out any person of that size, even. Even a dude, even like, even like a pretty big dude, like her head goes right into, right into the wall. You're, you're, you're knocked out and she just got right back up as if we're nothing. I mean, just, just nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Aria. So here's, here's the ultimate spoiler if you haven't seen it. And as I said, if you haven't seen it, that's really too bad. Arya also teleports to kill the Night King, even though there are hundreds, if not thousands, of White Walkers in the Godswood. I mean, literally, there's Bran near the near the near the tree, and then you have the people. You have you have all the White Walkers, and then you have the Night King and his generals, and they're just standing there. So there is nowhere for Arya to come from. There's nowhere for her to come from. And they, they have sensitive hearing. So they would have heard her. Also, also, this theory, just, 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 no. It doesn't make any sense. The theory of her coming out of a tree doesn't, doesn't make any sense. If you see it, she's clearly running. She's running. So that means what she would have had to have done she had to be on top of the tree, jump down out of the tree, turn around, run back towards the tree, come at the Night King, and the Night King catches her, which I thought was a pretty impressive catch. But, I mean, come on. She she wouldn't have gotten close to the Night King. And then there, there was also a scene where she was in the library with some whites and nearly gets caught on multiple occasions. But she's able to get through thousands of White Walkers to kill their leader. Just, it just, it just makes no sense. And she hasn't been training for this for her whole life. She hasn't. People, people, see, here's my issue. An assassin does things secretly. They do things in the dark. They're not fighting people. That's not, that's not what assassins do. Assassins, they can kill like one-on-one and they're, they're very good at it. They're good at being discreet. Arya wasn't discreet. This wasn't like, like, okay, this, you're not killing some, you're not executing, you know, Lord Baelish who's on his knees begging. And you're not, you know, you're not poisoning people. Like you're actually going for the Night King. She's not a warrior. She's not, she's not a warrior. She's not a fighter. She's an assassin. That this never, this never would have happened. Just, it's just outrageous. And literally, she doesn't know much about the Night King. You have to understand this. She hasn't been, she hasn't been preparing for this moment her entire life. That's just not true. It's, it's just not. Okay. And so she finds out maybe days. 
about she maybe finds out days before the night king actually comes. So it so to say that she's been preparing for this, it's just not true. It's just not true. And also, this right here. The Night King. Before before he's killed I mean, they could have done so much with him. He was literally standing there in front of Bran and they were making eye contact. It's like, okay, is he gonna speak? Is he gonna talk? What is he gonna do? Nothing happens. Nothing happens. Ira comes behind as loud and they're, they're, she's running in the snow, which you can't be quiet during. He catches her perfectly. She has a dagger in her left hand, drops it. It goes into her right hand and he, she stabs him in the chest and he explodes, which makes everyone else. After, after that, all the other White Walkers explode after him. It's just outrageous. Just, just atrocious. Okay. And the Night King, there's a scene. Where Daenerys, you know, she tries to make the Night King a crispy critter. He's in the, he's in the flames for at least 10 seconds. He's in the flames for 10 seconds and nothing happens to him. Nothing happens to him. I mean, there's not even smoke coming off of him. There's, there's absolutely nothing. He's in the, he's in the flames for at least 10 seconds, but he gets stabbed by Valerian steel and explodes. It's absolutely outrageous. And I mean, now the disappointing part, unless they somehow nonsensically bring the White Walkers back and the Night King back, here, here's, here are the final villains. You have Cersei, a musty, disgusting pirate, and an army. I mean, this is just, this is just pathetic. The series has, I mean, what a gross, just grossly underwhelming. I mean, it's it's not even redeemable at this point, in my opinion. John did nothing. The Night King never marched to King's Landing. I mean, it was so pathetic. It was just so pathetic. I mean, just, just absolutely, absolutely disgusting. And then there's also this other scene that I just thought was was totally laughable Liana I think that's her name the the girl general uh Jorah's cousin there's a scene where she faces a giant her and her and some of her her and some of her subordinates are facing a giant he mar- he barges into the castle he literally hits her against he he knocks her he knocks her aside which everyone in her body would would have been broken. Somehow he kills all the other guys, but her, she's like a preteen. She's a preteen. She lives, and she like hobbles her way, screaming, hobbles her way, maybe because she's a strong, independent woman. Who knows? But she comes slowly going at him and then the giant picks her up breaks her paralyzing her because he like cracked like she like he like cracked her bones so like her spine would be included and then she bring he (laughs) he conveniently brings her close enough to his face 
to where she can throw, uh, throw some Valerian steel into his eye and causing him to crumble and then he falls to the ground and then she dies too. Just amazing. He kills, he kills all the other men. But the preteen girl that he literally makes contact with himself lives and, and gets the actual kill. It's just outrageous. This, this, this series is grossly, it's just disgusting. It's just disgusting. I, 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 I don't know what they're going to do after this, but I'm, I'm going to say this. Uh, I really don't care now. I really don't care. They, I mean, John literally could have done so much. So much more could have happened. We don't know, we don't know anything about anything. Just, just pathetic. But you know, it just, it really just shows the talent of these people. Those two showrunners, D.B. Weiss and the other one. Just nothing. Just nothing. Absolutely nothing. No books. They have no clue. They have no clue. Good Lord. On to the NBA. You know, that game on the third was tremendous. The Nuggets and the Blazers. Four overtimes, man. I mean, I mean, what a game. It, it was, I mean, it, I couldn't believe it. It was, it was something I was like, man, I know it's going to come to an end, but I don't want it to end. And it came to a point where I, I didn't care who won. Just being a fan of basketball, that was just so amazing to watch. It was like, okay, man, who's gonna, like, who's gonna miss first? Like, who's, who's just gonna stop making shots first? So that game was absolutely amazing. I mean, Jokic playing 60, Jokic playing 65 minutes. Goodness. Goodness. I, I, I couldn't believe it. And as Cantor. Man, I just, just what a game, man. See, basketball, basketball is so amazing. It's so amazing. You just, you have no idea how awesome it is. If you don't watch it, if you don't watch it, I really encourage you to watch it. It's it's one of like the best sports out there. I mean, it's, it's fun. It's great exercise. I prefer it more than soccer. Soccer to me is really just disgusting. And I don't know why America dabbles in it because we stink at it relative to the rest of the world. All right. So the Rockets beat the Warriors, which, which, you know, I, I expect it to happen. But this, this series, man, you know, I don't know if you guys saw this. But there was a play where Chris Paul grabbed his hamstring. It was this, it was the same play where they like hit where James Harden he was hobbling and then Chris Paul he fell down and he grabbed his hamstring. The minute I saw him grab his hamstring, I was about to run, just just run through the dorms. Just I I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. But luckily he finished the game. So the Rockets. Here's what happened. The Rockets, Harden had 41, Eric Gordon 30, Chris Paul 14, Clint Capella 13, PJ Tucker 7, Austin Rivers 8, Amon Shumpert 10, Nene 3. Yeah, 
So they shot 48% from the field, 43% from three, 70% from the stripe. It's got to be higher than that. Uh, 55 rebounds, 20 assists, 13 turnovers. The Warriors, they had Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's balling, man. He is head and shoulders above the rest of everyone else in, in these playoffs. Except except for Kawhi. The one reason Durant looks so good is because he has so much help. Kawhi has a hurt Siakam and a Kyle Lowry who somewhat decided to show up yesterday. People are still giving him a pass. I am not. Kevin Durant had 46. Klay Thompson, 16. Draymond Green, 19. Steph, 17. He played. He was terrible. Uh, Andre Iguodala, 16. Kevon Looney, 2. Sean Livingston, 3. Alfonso McKinney, 2. They shot 40, they shot 44% from the field. They shot 42% from 3. Uh, 35, 35 rebounds. So it wasn't even close in terms of rebounds. That's a, that's a 20 rebound discrepancy. That's huge. Yeah, you get 20 more rebounds than the other team. You're gonna, you're gonna beat them. But even then, it's like, they only beat them. They only beat them by five points. And then turnovers. The Golden State Warriors had eight. And 27 assists. So even, so, you know, this series, it's crazy, man. It's like, these things are close. But no one is blowing anyone, no one's blowing anyone out. If I told you, if I told you one team got 20 more rebounds than the other team, you would think that it would be, it would be higher. That the, that the margin of victory would be higher. Uh, nope. Not, not in this one. Alright. The Raptors played yesterday. And it was, Pretty, it was pretty interesting. So the Raptors won by five, 101 to 96. It, it really, you know, Kawhi, he balled. We know that. He had 39. Kyle Lowry, 14. People are still giving him a pass saying that he showed up. He did not show up. He, he, he needs to be having like 22, 24, 25 points. He's in the mid-teens. That's not an accomplishment. That is not an accomplishment. Seven assists, six rebounds, one turnover, 14 points. And he played 41 minutes. I need, I need you to do better than that. I really do. I'm not, I'm, I'm not giving him a pass. No, he, he didn't. I mean, he did better than last game, but that's, that's not really saying much of anything. Pathetic. Danny Green, 11. Marcus Saul, 16. Siakam, who was hurt, 9. Sergi Baca, 12. Fred Van Fleet, nothing. Patrick McCaw, nothing. Norman Powell, nothing. So the Raptors won. So now it's going back. It's going to be game five. Going back to the, going back to Toronto. Those Toronto fans are something else, man. I mean, there's no way. I'm not a big enough fan of any team 
to go outside of the arena or stadium, depending on the sport, I'm not going to cheer from outside from outside where they play when there's no game where I'm at. I'm not going to do that. Because like, man, I, I just, nah, just go home. Plus, it's cold. Come on now. The 76ers, Tobias Harris, 16. Jimmy Butler, 29. Ben Simmons, 10. Ben Simmons, just just practice your shot, man. Just practice your shot. Joel Embiid, who was sick again, according to this, according to the 76ers. He had 11. J.J. Redick, 19. James Ennis, 9. Mike Scott, nothing. Greg Monroe, 2. And Boban, he came in to, to solar eclipse Kyle Lowry on, a, on an inbound play. So this, so this series, you know, I still, I still have the Raptors winning. I do. Cause I think, I think Kawhi is just that good, but it's, it's going to be hard, man. It's going to be hard because Kawhi just doesn't really have help. Kyle Lowry. And here's my thing. If the Raptors lose and I'm, and I'm Kawhi Leonard, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. We just went against the 76ers. We did not go against LeBron. We didn't go against LeBron. We went against the 76ers who are still trying to figure out whose team it is. And, and, and we lost. If, if, if the Raptors lose and I'm, and I'm talking to Kawhi, if I'm in an elevator with him, I'm like, Kawhi, jump ship now. All right. So the Nuggets and the Blazers. They had game four yesterday. So, I mean, the game on the third, it, that was great. But now, you know, that was, that was a pretty unrealistic game. Most games, obviously, they're not, they're not going to go into a fourth overtime. So, Millsap. The Nuggets won 116 to 112. So the series is tied at two games apiece. Okay. So, Millsap, 21, Jokic, 21, Murray, 34, Gary Harris, 14, Torrey Craig, 3, Will Barton, 11, Mason Plumley 4, Malik Beasley, 6, Monty Morris, 2. See, these are the stats that I'm talking about. When you have, when you have players and you have talent, that's how it should be. 34, 21, 21. So you have, so you have, you have the second and third fiddles in the 20s. This is the playoffs. You have to step up your game. You have to step up your game. You're not go, you can't go about having 14 points. I mean, come on. You, you, you've got, you've got to do better than that. You've got to do, you have to step up your game. That's how it should be. Jamal Murray, it's his team. He had 34. The second number, the second fiddle, Jokic had 21. Third fiddle, Millsap, he had 21. That's how it's supposed to be. Kyle Lowry, 14 points, and people saying he showed up. I mean, just no accountability. None whatsoever. Field goal percentage, 44%. 44 
44% from three, 89% from the stripe, 21 assists, 45 rebounds, eight turnovers. The Blazers, McCollum 29, Damian Lillard 28, Alfred Camino 19. You see these stats? Do you hear them? The second best players in the 20s, not 14 points, Kyle Lowry. Ennis Cantor, 5. Maurice Harkless, 4. Seth Curry, 16. Rodney Hood, 7. Zach Collins, 4. Evan Turner, nothing. Those are the stats that you, that you need to have in the playoffs if you want a chance to win. Kawhi can't do it all. He can't do it all. I mean, I mean, seriously, what do you want him to do? What do you want him to do? Just, just absolutely outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. I just, I, I just, I couldn't believe it. Uh, they shot 47% from the field, 43% from three. They shot 78%, 79, 79% from the strike, 18 assists, 43 rebounds. Come on now. That, that's what you do. You, you make it again. You make it close. I still have the Nuggets winning this series because they're the team that moves the ball more and better. And I think that's what you need. That you, that's what you need. You need scoring and you need ball movement. The, the Blazers, the Blazers, I just, I just, I don't trust based off their history, man. They're just, they're just going to shrink. But they will not shrink as badly as the Raptors. Unless, if, I mean, if the Raptors do win, which I think they will, that'll be good. But the Raptors just in the past have literally been, I wouldn't even call them the baby dinosaurs. They were just the baby lizards. Baby lizards, baby reptiles. Just out, just outrageous, man. Just outrageous. So the playoffs, playoffs, you know, they're good, man. We're getting more and more basketball. Unfortunately, we're coming closer and closer to May 24th, which is the tip off for the WNBA. You guys already know how I feel about that. And I'll, I'll probably do an episode about it and my, my problem with the WNBA. And I'm going to list some suggestions on how they can improve the league and actually uh, still exist after 10 years or within 10 years. Because I'm going to say this, by 2030, the WNBA is not going to exist. That's my belief. So I'll do, I'll do an episode on that. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this one. I know I spent a long time on Game of Thrones, but I just had to do it. I had to do it. All right. Have a great day.